0: The following article is reprised with permission of Adweek magazine and is entitled, How Consumers See Advertising.
1: The clock radio sounds off and you wake to the jingle of a commercial. You turn on the television to watch one of the morning shows and are barraged with commercials for dish detergents and stockbrokers. You open the newspaper to find half as much real news as advertising by local retailers. Inside the bus or subway you ride to work, there are ads for hairspray and liquor, or if you drive, you pass several billboards for movies or jeans on your way to the office, and that's just the first two hours of your day. In the remaining hours, you are likely to be exposed to at least another 300 advertisements, if not up to 600, and if you're like many consumers, you can't remember any specific one you heard, saw, or read in the past month. Those statistics are causing most advertisers to groan. Why do advertisers seem to get so little bang for their bucks? One simple explanation for the collectively poor consumer memory is volume. Everyone is exposed to the same information over and over again through too many ads for too many brands that are all substantially alike. That makes advertising more like white noise that can be tuned out, a huge hurdle for advertisers looking to grab attention. It's a problem currently under study by some members of the academic community.
0: In a recent study of the consumer memory for advertising, Raymond Burke, an assistant professor of marketing at the Wharton School, has found that consumers are more likely to forget advertising if they're not in the market for the particular brand or product. If you're trying to communicate with people who are actively interested in your product, you really don't have to try as hard, says Burke. In three different experiments involving computerized print advertising displays to a target audience, Burke found people were more likely to distinctly remember ads that weren't wedged between pages of competitors' ads for similar brands and products, a finding that spells some clear advice for media planners. If you're Honda, it's not a good idea to advertise directly next to Datsun or Toyota, says Burke. And even if you're Honda, you shouldn't be clumping ads for similar models together. It interferes with how well consumers will remember your individual products, unless that person is actually shopping for a car. Then he's likely to remember more. Ad repetition, he found, had a positive effect on recall only where there was little or no advertising for similar brands. And this suggests there's an initial threshold in consumer response to advertising in media environments characterized by high levels of advertising, he says. This finding suggests the use of a pulsing schedule as opposed to continuous advertising in product categories with high levels of competitive advertising.
1: Another study confirms that effective communications is a difficult goal. The results of research by Jacob Jacoby, a marketing professor at New York University, show that no matter what advertisers do, there's a more than one in five chance their message will be misunderstood. It's a natural error rate of one-way communication, since the reader can't directly query the sender, says Jacoby, who recently published the results of the study he conducted with Wayne Hoyer in the book The Comprehension and Miscomprehension of Print Communications. While Jacoby's study was limited to print, he studied comprehension of both editorial and ad copy in magazines and tested it out on 1,350 respondents. He suspects television is misunderstood at an even higher rate. In the case of print, nearly one-fifth of the participants miscomprehended ads. Editorial copy fared a bit worse, misconstrued by a quarter of the participants. Those results, says Jacoby, suggest advertisers better keep the message simple than pre it and post-test it to lower the rate of miscomprehension. He has other advice for advertisers looking to get their message across. Begin sentences with familiar information and place new information at the end.
0: But another study currently underway suggests that advertisers shouldn't load their campaigns with additional information, but should appeal to the emotions of their audience. Markets are more complicated and competitive and consumers have all the information they can possibly use, says Anne E. Beatty, an assistant professor at Columbia University. With everyone so familiar with the brands, the only way left is an emotional approach, one with a mood or emotional attachment that leaves a positive feeling for the brand, she says. Beatty has been conducting a year long study that analyzes consumer attention span and attitudes under varying conditions of interference. In one part of the study, consumers are asked to evaluate a series of print ads for such items as vodka and BMWs, while they're distracted with another task. In another section, they're given a more leisurely period and asked to imagine themselves in an ad using the product. We're theorizing that when people use themselves as a connector between the components of practical use and then take into account their beliefs, they'll have much stronger attitudes about the product, she says. That may also mean they're more inclined to remember it. While the study is not yet completed, Beatty does have some findings. One is that ads showing a person's face clearly make it hard for consumers to imagine themselves in the ad. So an advertiser hoping to get the consumer involved with the ad in this way should use more blurred images or avoid showing a full face. A successful example of this kind of advertising is the Calvin Klein campaigns for underwear and perfume, where only bodies are identifiable. It makes it easier to think of yourself in that picture, says Beatty.
1: Aside from companies with mature product lines, another area where emotion-based advertising is proving successful in changing buyer preferences is in the personal computer market, where the product itself is basically too complicated to explain in an ad. That's why IBM has used a Charlie Chaplin figure in its advertising, while Apple has tended to show its computers enhancing the quality of life for people in various situations. But when advertisers turn to emotional ads, they should be sure of what buttons they might be pushing in the consumer psyche. An ad can make you feel two ways, but you usually only judge it one way, explains Marion Burke, an associate professor of marketing at Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. Her observation is based on the results of a study she conducted with Julie Edel, also of Duke, on the role of feelings in understanding advertising effects. The results of their research, which involved the reactions of a group of consumers to TV commercials, will be published next year
0: at t reach out and touch someone campaign depends on the resolution of happy and sad feelings as family members or friends separated by distance make contact through telephone calls in the commercial While a consumer may identify and even sympathize with the situation, he actually forms either a positive or negative judgment about the commercial that has nothing to do with the emotions tapped, Edel and Burke found through one part of their research. You either like the ad or you don't, says Burke, and that may spell good or bad news about whether a consumer remembers the ad or the brand. I think we need to identify for an ad campaign when feelings matter and when they shouldn't she says she's currently studying the belief formation process by exposing people to products they've never seen before and seeing how their judgments and emotions take shape in response to the product how do the practitioners of advertising respond to such research on the whole very well there's a lot of former academics in ad agencies says dennis rook himself a marketing phd rook is an account supervisor at ddb needham in chicago academic studies are a source of new information and concepts and that's synergistic with what we do in our own research travel back in time with us next friday as we share more clips from the 80s and 90s on another rad episode of flashback tracks exclusively on promo corner time to bounce